Happy Friday, KMA Land, and a little self-indulgence here. Happy 62nd birthday to me. 62 years ago today, Carl and Dorothy Edie, at the ages of 50 and 40 respectively, welcomed a squalling redhead as their third child. Boy, I can only imagine thinking that your youngest child is about to graduate high school and you give birth to a colicky, energized little baby. Oh my lord. (laughs) Anyway, I'm glad they accepted the challenge of being parents for the third time. And most of the kids in my class in school had parents the same age as my brother and sister. Weird stuff for a kid to understand. Anyway, yes, I'm headed toward making this relevant to today's double X factor topic of making your mess your message. Now, I'm certainly not the only human being in history to be born later in their parents' lives. One element that this timing puts into motion is that I learned to experience grief and the loss of your parents and many loved ones at a younger age than many people do. I also lost my brother Larry, my nephew Jeff, who was like a brother, and all 35 aunts and uncles and a whole host of other people that I love very deeply. So my personal, almost chronic, experience with death of those I love does give me some perspective on how grief works. I don't have all the answers, of course. What I can tell you is that you never get over these losses. You learn to grow around them. I recently read a quote by Mirabai Starr that is very, very accurate. The death of a loved one is an amputation. You find a new center of gravity, but the limb does not grow back. This life experience of mine and grief is one area where sharing what I've learned on my own journey is something I can share as a message to others who also find themselves struggling with a loss of any kind. Using my mess as a message is hopefully helpful to others and it's majorly helpful for my own healing. For me, the messes of my life that we all go through have great potential to grow our compassion for others. I've experienced many rough patches, made plenty of choices that made the path harder for myself, stayed in relationships and places too long for my own good, and the list goes on. These things do not negate my message. They actually give it validity. Cancel culture would say that if you haven't lived a perfect life, you don't have any merit to talk about your experience as some sort of a shining light for others, and I could not disagree more with that mindset. You come to God by getting it wrong, not by getting it right, as Richard Rohr says. Making your difficult experiences into a productive or helpful message to benefit others is one of your many gifts. Showing that you too have so-called failures in life. Letting yourself be seen so that others can know they're not alone. This is a loving, compassionate move. Trying to look like our lives are perfect is only fooling yourself. You can't find your true self there. It's not about removing or hiding your flaws and your messes. It's about focusing on something higher, like how you can use them to serve others. You're so much more than the worst thing you've ever done or has happened in your life. So look within these things for your gift. You just might be surprised. Thanks for listening in. Spencer and I always have deep appreciation for you and your willingness to let us share with you what we're learning. Tune in again next week for an all new topic. Till then, later.